comes free. Wrapped all the way around where Hamilton will settle it down. Gets it across the Svechnikov. Now they set it up for Trocek out front. And they score! Vincent Trocek ties it at one. His fifth of the season against his former team and 15th of the year. Now Stahl. He starts the motor. Throws one right on. It gets through Bobrovsky. And they score! Stahl's shot leaks through Bobrovsky. And the Canes have taken a 3-2 lead with 11.08 to go in a third period. Flurry shot, though, is knocked down by Lamico. And Achari's got a break. He's in on Morazic. Achari in the forehead. Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. That was exciting, and the Hurricanes skate away with a 5-2 win over the Florida Panthers. Carolina now 4-0-1 against the still Central Division leaders. 4-0-1 on the season, and for the first time this year, Florida gets nothing out of a lead after two periods. They were 18-0-1 when leading after two. The Hurricanes had not won a game when trailing after two periods. Heck, the Hurricanes had not gotten a point when trailing after two periods this year. Uh, on the bright side, this was only the fifth time all season Carolina was trailing after 40 minutes, uh, so they are now one and four when trailing after two periods. But uh, what a third period! Cannot imagine Carolina playing a better third period. I didn't think they were bad tonight at all. I uh, thought they were probably, if uh, if anything, uh, just a little bit loose. Florida does make you play a different style of game. It's a completely different game than Carolina had to play against Dallas, which was a lot more structured. Florida is a little bit all over the place at times. Uh, they have a high level of skill. Boy, did they, did they miss Aaron Ekblad. Uh, but it's still an, an outstanding team uh, and a team that could absolutely uh, wind up playing for a Stanley Cup, uh, although they probably need to add somebody else on the blue line. But what a heck of a... Just a fun hockey game to watch. A little nerve-wracking. It was uh, anger-inducing early, but the Hurricanes skate away with a 5-2 win, second straight win for Carolina. We are brought to you, as always, by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina online for a free, no-obligation estimate, don't you know, at Aluminum Company. Sammy Hanna and his crew do an amazing, amazing job. Again, cannot imagine a better third period than Carolina played. We'll talk about all of it. We'll do a recap, uh, and we'll talk to Alec Campbell on the other side. Uh, Down 2-1, entering the third. Power play goal, 45 seconds in. Uh, The goal has been changed. I had originally thought it was Jordan Stahl in front. He had a net front. Uh, Then it looked like Vincent Trocek deflected it on the way through. Trocek said after the game, I didn't touch it. Uh, so uh, apparently it was off a Florida stick or a Florida body uh, because it absolutely changed directions. And Dougie Hamilton has been credited with his fifth goal of the season on that. Uh, but 
you know, there was double net fronts. And this is something that Carolina has done as well or better than any other team in the NHL this season that I have seen. I've watched a fair amount of hockey. I have not seen as many uh, either double net front, Trocheck in the high slot, stall right in front of the goal, uh, and uh, that one got past Bobrovsky, who after a great start uh, was, well, I shouldn't say was was not great in the third period. I, the, the truth is, is that that goal isn't his fault. Uh, the stall goal, it didn't go, it went in off of uh, Florida's defense. I think it was Radko Gudis who knocked it in. Uh, but uh, that puck can't get through Sergei Bobrovsky, and that's just a bad goal. Uh, but, hey, it happens. Uh, the Hurricanes have let in some bad goals this year, although none tonight, and we'll talk about that because for the second straight night, in my opinion, Peter Mrazek was the best player. Uh, I, I, I amended my, my initial decision yesterday. I gave Jordan Martinook my first star, but I did that before I realized there were so many shots on goal in the third. I didn't realize just how, how much of a flurry Mrazek had faced uh, in Dal- against Dallas. But, I mean, Carolina loses the game tonight if it's not Peter Mrazek, if, he's, if he doesn't play like he played. I mean, there were three. At one point, Florida had four shots on goal in the third period, and all four were high-danger chances. Four. It was, I forget the first breakaway. I, um, I hate that I forget, uh, forget who the first breakaway was. But then he stopped uh, uh, Nolachari and the rebound to Frank Vetrano on the same sequence after Hayden Fleury took a shot that he shouldn't have taken. It was blocked, uh, and it created the breakaway. Uh, and then, like, I don't know, a minute later, Barkoff takes a pass from behind the net right in the slot. And Mrazek stops him. It was, I mean, Peter was on his game tonight. uh, And he continues to be one of the great stories uh, for the Hurricanes. Now, again, let's throw away the 247 he played against Dallas in a game he got hurt. Three shutouts. And I'm not sure tonight wasn't his best game of the season. Jordan Stahl proved there's no such thing as a bad shot on goal. It ended up being an own goal. But Stahl just like, you know what? Let's just shoot it. We'll take a face-off. Carolina good in the face-off circle again tonight. And then from that point on, Carolina shut the door. Shut the door. When they took the lead, 3-2, there was really not much left for Florida. Carolina looked in the last, say, 10 minutes of the game the way they looked for much of the game against Dallas. They were stingy, stingy in the third period. Uh, Not that Florida didn't have... Shots and a couple of chances, but Florida's going to get shots and a couple of chances because they're, like we all know, really good. Uh, but Carolina just didn't allow anything great in the third. I thought they were uh, by far the better team in the third period. Two empty net goals. Nobody, sometimes we go, ah, it's just an empty net goal. Yeah, these were not your normal garden variety empty net goals. Uh, Jordan Stahl uh, beats Patrick Hornquist for the puck on the first empty netter, and then uh, Andrei Svechnikov simply lays out Alexander Barkov. Uh, Ajo picks up the puck, feeds Fost uh, through through traffic, uh, and he makes it 5-2. Thursday should be just a great hockey game, 
as these two teams will meet for the final time in Carolina. Again, Carolina is 4-0-1 against the Panthers this year. The only loss, which was an overtime loss, happened in Raleigh. Uh, remember, that was the game where Jake Gardner tried to pass to Vincent Trocek in overtime. Barkov stole it, gave it to Jonathan Huberdeau, who went down uh, and beat Alex Nedeljkovic uh, with a little uh, forehand, backhand move. Uh, and they won the game in overtime. Uh, but Thursday should be a blast. Can't wait to uh, to see that one. Uh, but there were a lot of good performances tonight. Uh, I gave you my three stars, and we'll talk about it with Alec Campbell a little bit later on. I had Vincent Trocek as my third star. Uh, there were a lot of first stars, I thought, tonight. Uh, sneaky, I thought Sebastian Ajo was dynamite tonight. Do you notice we didn't hear a lot from Jonathan Huberdeau? Or Huberdeau? Do I say his name wrong all the time? Uh, we did not. Uh, see a lot from Jonathan Huberdeau and his line tonight, and that's because the Aho line I thought was really good. Aho, Fost, Svechnikov. Svechnikov played a pretty good hockey game, I thought, tonight, other than a stupid penalty in the first period. But uh, we're starting to get, uh, we just have to almost, that's a bingo card. That's almost the free space at this point. Uh, but I thought he recovered from that and played a very good last two periods. So uh, good for Svech. Uh, Ajo was very good. He had gone four straight without a point. He had three assists tonight. Uh, and again, he helped to shut down the Huberdo line. Uh, Carolina goes two for four in the power play. They were two of two on the penalty kill. Uh, Jordan Stahl, who had gone 12 games without a goal, ends up with two tonight. Uh, I really thought that, I, again, I don't know how, I, right now it's Dougie Hamilton's goal, uh, but I am, uh, I'm, I really thought that Stahl had got the final deflection, but again, it doesn't matter at all. Um, there were, I thought, for the most part, you know, a well-played game by Carolina. They Again, Florida kind of forces you into some situations that makes you choose between, uh, you know, being great in the neutral zone and then protecting against their uh, essentially cherry-picking. Uh, they stretch past everything, and uh, if you're not aware of that, uh, you're going to give up a bunch of chances. So Carolina basically surrendered the room in the neutral zone to prevent the stretch pass. Uh, and Florida can get ahead of steam. And this is that's good coaching by Joel Quenville. Florida gets ahead of steam, and they're just they're great. They have so many good skaters. And I really like that team. Uh, I think they're a fun team to watch, for the most part, a clean team. I think Carolina and Florida are similar, even though they don't want to play similar styles. And Florida wants to play uh, more wide open than Carolina does. Uh, but... You know, they. I think they both, as I, as Rod Brindamore will say, they both do it right, right? Vincent Trocek with a goal and an assist. He initially had two goals, both power play, but uh, he gets an assist on the Dougie Hamilton power play goal. Now has uh, points in five straight since coming back from the eight-day break. But remember, he had scored in six in a row before then, so it's an 11-game personal point streak for Trocek. Uh, absolutely Great. An absolutely dynamite game from Vincent Trocek. I had Trocek as my third star. Jordan Stahl as my second star. And frankly, Peter Morazic uh, for the second straight night was just dynamite. And I'm going to say it. I got no problem if Rod wants to go back to 34. No problem at all. He's been saving it. And again, you get the day off, so I wouldn't be surprised if they went back to Morazic. Or we'll see who who plays. Uh, it'll certainly be a good social experiment. Uh, if it's not Mrazek, and then we can figure out maybe where Rod's head is at with the next goaltender, whoever the other goaltender is going to be in terms of who's going to play. Um, 
if it's up to me, and I know it's not, I'm using Alex Ndelkovich, but as I've also said many, many times, James Reimer may be better suited to playing more sporadically. And if that's the case, then we'll likely see James, and which is fine. I mean, James Reimer wins a lot of ho- hockey games, so we shouldn't be uh, we shouldn't be too bent out of shape if it's Reimer. Although I know people will be bent out of shape. Uh, I was called negative online tonight. I'm not negative. Um, the Hurricanes had a little bit of a problem clearing the puck out of the zone, and uh, when it's a one goal game, getting the puck out of the zone is kind of important. So not negative, just pointing out the deficiency. And as I've uh, said before, uh, I am not here to cheerlead. (laughs) We are here to give it to you as straight as possible. Um, Do I tend to lean towards the more critical? I'm not going to argue that. Uh, But what are the goals of this team? If the goal is to win a Stanley Cup, well, then certain things need to get better. I heard Shane Willis say after the game, just when you think it can't get any better for this team, I'm not even going to continue what he was talking about. Uh, I will simply say, oh, yeah, it can get better, and it has to get better. Otherwise, they won't win a Stanley Cup. It has to get better. The only bad moment for me in the entire game was uh, the Florida goal that made it 2-1 about 30 seconds after Carolina made it 1-1. Carolina had so many scoring opportunities uh, in the first two periods, just about, and didn't have anything to show for it. Then they had the goal taken away, uh, which, frankly, it was a bad call because it was a quick whistle by Wes McCauley. Uh, but once that whistle blows, I mean, unless they, unless Ajo was in the, uh, the process of shooting it and he wasn't, I mean, let's stop complaining about it. Uh, it's not the first quick whistle we've seen, so it is what it is. Unfortunate, but play the game. Uh, and fortunately for Carolina, they did. They played the game. They did not. They did not uh, allow themselves to be drawn into uh, a situation where they continued to be frustrated. Not that they weren't frustrated. That cross-checking penalty that Ajo took uh, in the second period uh, was no bueno. No bueno because it was unnecessary. It was one that we have seen other players take, number 37, Andrei Svechnikov. But again, Ajo was very good from that point on, and I thought Andrei Svechnikov was also very good from that point on. So many cool things to talk about uh, regarding this game, and we'll talk about them with Alec Campbell on the other side. Uh, In the recap, here's what we like to do. I've heard I got some feedback from people. Well, you know, I watch the games. I don't really need the recap. You're right. You don't need the recap. But you know what? We can explain some things in the recap. So let's get into, let's get in depth in the recap. Shall we? Okay. I agree we should. All right, so uh, we start this. Carol, it's it's scoreless. We're midway through the first. Carolina's getting a few chances, including Nino Niederreiter right at the side of the goal. And when that doesn't go, it's transition the other way. The Kane send it out to Niederreiter, the backhand off the side of the net. As he's set up there for Niederreiter by Fogel. Puck still loose. Carolina gets to it. Florida coming the other way. Crossing into the Kane zone. Puck sent for Weger and Everett. Brazic kicks it. Second chance. They pop it in and they'll score. The captain for the Florida Panthers, Alexander Barkov, gets to the loose puck, flips it behind Peter Morazic, and the Panthers take a 1-0 lead. Yeah, it was a second opportunity. Morazic makes a great save on that one. But Carolina, I mean, that's just a hockey play, man. That's that's fine. 
uh, really no nobody to uh, to fault there. Uh, was Carolina? Could Carolina have been a little bit tighter? Uh, yeah, I mean, yes, but transition, and I'm not going to bang uh, Slavin and Hamilton for that goal. We have other uh, another goal to bang Slavin and Hamilton for, uh, but that's just a good hockey play. Carolina had a great chance. I don't know how Niederreiter didn't score, but he missed the net, missed just wide of the post, and it goes the other way, and uh, Florida's a great transition team. They're fun to watch, man. Absolutely fun to watch. Uh, it's really cool because this Central Division, we've got, I mean, there are three. Three of the six best teams in the NHL might be in the Central. Uh, well, it, it is in terms of point percentage. Uh, there's six teams with better than 70% uh, point percentage, and three of them are in the uh, Central Division. I don't think Florida's quite uh, at that level, uh, but I think Florida is one of the best eight teams in the NHL. Tampa, Carolina, and Florida are all in the top eight. In the uh, in the league, so it's one nothing Florida after one. Again, Carolina had plenty of chances to score. At some point, we're in this little pattern where the Hurricanes have had tons of chances. They should have scored five goals. Expected goals for the Hurricanes against Dallas was just a little bit over five, and they scored one. So we're kind of in this pattern, and it's not all great goaltending. Like the Jesper Faust chance, great pass from uh, Svechnikov across Aho to Svechnikov to Faust. And, uh, you know, Bobrovsky got the pad over, but all Faust has to do is elevate the puck, what, eight inches, and it's a goal. That's all he's got to do is get it up off the ice. Uh, And he didn't, and so it wasn't. Uh, But those are the types of things that Carolina is kind of, you know, they're in one of those ruts right now. Maybe this got him out of it. I don't know. Two of the goals were empty net goals. Uh, Dougie Hamilton uh, hit the post, beat Bobrovsky, hit the post. Nino Niederreiter beat Bobrovsky, hit the crossbar. So they had chances to score and just couldn't get anything going. Uh, and then they had the goal called back, which, again, as I said before, the right call. And then they get a power play, and Vinny Trocek goes where Vinny Trocek goes. Puck comes free, wrapped all the way around, where Hamilton will settle it down. Gets it across the special cup. Now they set it up for Trocek out front, and they score! Trocheck ties it at one. His fifth of the season against his former team and 15th of the year. Yeah, five goals in five games against Florida. Look, we keep, Alec keeps asking me the question. We'll talk to him. Maybe I'll ask him the question. I'm no longer surprised. I've stopped being surprised at Vincent Trocek this year. Let's all remember the playoffs are a different animal, and this goes for every player on your team. Uh, But right now, Trocek is having the year that Trocek has had before but hasn't had in a while. Uh, He is super defensively. He's great in the face-off circle. Can play in all situations. Smart as hell. Plays a feisty pest of a game. And he goes right to the front of the net. Uh, and persistence makes it 1-1. Just a great goal. They they reviewed it because they thought maybe he batted it in with his glove, uh, but it looked to me like it got his stick and uh, and went past Bobrovsky. So it's 1-1. And then, and I've used this analogy before, but since I love all those animated movies, uh, in Finding Nemo, when uh, Marlon, played by Albert Brooks, and Dory, played by Ellen DeGeneres, are going, I believe, through the trench. I, there comes a moment when uh, Marlin sees this menacing, killer, dangerous fish and goes, good feeling gone. Well, the good feeling of the game-tying goal 
lasted all of 27 seconds. And the only real disappointment in the game for me was when Jacob Slavin and Dougie Hamilton took turns playing the puck as opposed to the body, and it gave Alexander Barkov another chance. Barkov jumping into the Canes end, gets the puck to Marchman, lays it across the ring. Hagee for Barkov, and he'll score. One-timer, Alexander Barkov, with 90 seconds left in the second period, has put Florida back up 2-1. to one. My gosh, what a response. Yeah, it was a response. I apologize for stepping on Trip Tracy. Uh, there, were, there was like a triple whammy of ugly. Uh, one, it happened 27 seconds after the euphoria of finally breaking through and tying the game. Two, it's a late goal, last two minutes of a period, in this case, the last 90 seconds of a period. And three, it was utterly preventable if either Slavin or Hamilton simply played the body. And they didn't, so it's a goal. 2-1, we go to the third. And then, of course, I brought out that stat. Florida, when leading after two, 18-0-1 on the season. Carolina, when trailing after two, 0-4-0. And And again, it shows you how how often Carolina has trailed after two. Not. Uh, So, and something had to give. All right, you know, as I said on Twitter, there's a first time for everything. And in this case, Carolina had some power play time left over, I think with Frank Vetrano, who took a late second period power play, uh, and with the carryover and with fresh ice and a puck retrieval, it's time for Dougie Hamilton and company to do things. Hamilton will walk the line. He'll throw it. They score on the power play. Carolina with a net front presence, and they've got two goals on the power play, and they've tied it up 45 seconds here into the third. That was uh, that was a good goal. Again, talked about it before. Double net front presence. Uh, that's Trocheck in the high slot, stall in front of the net, and uh, I, the the puck absolutely changed directions. Maybe changed directions twice, uh, but it, Hamilton had the shot and the goal, his fifth of the season. Uh, Trocheck and Aho get the assist, and then it's two two. And the only part of the third period that was not good was probably the next maybe two or three minutes, and Peter Morazic had to come up huge. Flurry shot, though, is knocked down by Lamico, and Achari's got a break. He's in on Morazic. Achari in the forehead. Morazic stops it twice, and the rebound chance. He stops that as well. Oh, Peter Morazic robbing Achari and Petrano. He's wearing a ski mask under his goalie mask. Best call of the season by Mike Maniscalco right there. Best call of the season. He's wearing a ski mask right there. Yeah, you got that right. Dynamite uh, dynamite call by Mike and two dynamite saves. And that was right after Morazic had stopped another breakaway. And then about a minute or so later, he stopped Alexander Barkov in the slot going for the hat trick. Uh, another great save. Peter was dynamite tonight. Uh, it has been so much fun to watch this Peter Morazic play. Once again, economy of movement. When he is calm and in his crease, he is very good, and he has been on top of his game. So it remains 2-2. Jordan Stahl picks up a puck, a uh, loose puck in the neutral zone, skates in down the uh, down the left side, and just like, well, I got nothing else to do. Might as well throw it at Bob. Now Stahl, he starts the motor, throws one right on. It gets through the 
It's an own goal because it was really put in by Florida's defense. It, But I don't know how it got through Bobrovsky, to be perfectly honest. No reason for it to get through Bobrovsky. Uh, the only disappointing part of uh, what I thought was a very good game for Sergey, who has been playing much better. Florida's goaltending really has been excellent, especially lately. They had come in with a six-game winning streak, and Bobrovsky and Drieger had been alternating games. I'm sure we'll, we will see Drieger on Thursday, although at some point maybe Quenville's going to go to one guy. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see Mrazek on Thursday either, but uh, Bobrovsky was otherwise very good tonight, And but that one shouldn't have gotten through, but it did. So now it's 3-2 Carolina, and again, as I said before, this is the time where Carolina really went to work defensively. I thought Carolina was great, apart from a few times struggling to get the puck out of the zone. I thought they were outstanding. Uh, and then... Not all empty net goals are created equal. Some are more difficult than others. In this one, Jordan Stahl fights uh, through a Patrick Hornquist check, if you will. Stahl just muscled his way through and ends up putting it into the empty net for a 4-2 lead. Fogle is there to bat it out and just will send this to the Florida blue line with a minute 40 to go. Now Stahl with a steal and the capper for the captain. Jordan Stahl's second of the game puts the Hurricanes up two. It's a 4-2 Canes lead with a minute 40 left here in the third. Gosh, he was good in the third period. <laughs> Jordan Stahl was so good in the third period. That again, man, Patrick Hornquist is a freaking load uh stall just said i got this i got this and then maybe the best moment of the night from andre svechnikov who again i thought played a good third period best moment of the night uh was when you hear mike describe it he's not telling you that andre svechnikov laid out alexander barkov but that's what happened slavin takes a peek Flips it high into the air where Ajo corrals it at the blue line. His backhand tries to get it to Svechnikov, but Barkov will handle it. He's given a rough shot. Steals the puck. Ajo has it back to Jesper Fox, who scores! And another empty net goal for the Canes. Svechnikov knocks Barkov to the ice. Turnover. Ajo sets up Fost. And it's a 5-2 Canes lead with 55-8 left here in the third. Yeah, that was uh, Svechnikov creating the play. He doesn't get an assist for it. He should uh, because he jars the puck loose with the check on Barkov. Ajo gives it to Faust. 5-2. That's your final. Uh, Peter Mrazek was outstanding again tonight. Mrazek with 34 saves in the game, I believe. 34 saves. Uh, and uh, just another outstanding performance uh, and the Hurricanes are just one point. So once again, here's the standings. I will give those to you, then we'll take a break, and we'll talk to Alec Campbell. Florida, 26-10-4, and 56 points in 40 games. Uh, they still lead the division. Carolina, 26-9-3, 55 points in 38 games. So that's right, one point back, but two games in hand. Tampa, 26-11-2, 54 points in 39 games. So the Hurricanes are ahead of Tampa with 
a game in hand. Florida on Thursday, then the Detroit Red Wings come into PNC Arena for a couple of games uh, as Carolina tries to take advantage of this homestand. They have now won two of the three games on the homestand. We'll see where we go from here. This is the Canes Corner Podcast. Once again, follow us wherever you get your podcast. Rate us, review us, let us know what you think. And uh, we're here after every Hurricanes game. Alec Campbell on the other side. My man, Alec Campbell, Stormwatch, Aftermath, Intermissions, Hurricanes Radio Network, Chief Bottle Washer, uh, and my friend as we welcome in North Carolina basketball coaches between noon and three uh, and coming up on Thursday and Friday as we try our level best to not watch the Masters on our computers uh, while we're trying to do a radio show. Um, When was the last time the Hurricanes played a better overall third period than that? It's been a while. I mean, I, I thought that. Uh, well, I mean, I thought I thought the game on Sunday, where I, I think that that was the best period that Dallas played on Sunday night. Uh, but I'm not sure Carolina was necessarily um, bad. Oh no! But they were really, yeah they they were really good in the third period tonight for sure. No doubt about that. So probably a while. Um, you know, that's been a, a spot all year where I think the Hurricanes have struggled a little bit just to hang on the leads and stuff like that. Um, so it was it was a good third period, but it was a really fun, I think the most entertaining hockey game we've seen all season all season long. We've played a bunch. Um, just up, I'm, just yeah, I'm not that. sure the head coach <laughs> will love everything that happened in the game just because there were a lot of great A's given up. Uh, I mean, the Hurricanes got plenty of their own. Yeah, but um, it was just a it was a really fun hockey game. Depending on how you look at it, I mean, I guess it could be not fun if you get nervous every breakaway <laughs> chance or a two on one or something like that. But I mean, I, I thought it was exciting, and I thought you know it it allowed both goaltenders to make a ton of great saves. So it was a super exciting hockey game to watch, but definitely not one I don't think they want to. You know, I don't think they want to continue that kind of run of play. Well, uh, but we haven't seen that game all year long. I mean, that's that's. I feel like that's the first time we've seen that. Well, we've seen it against Florida. For, these are the games that Florida plays. They they open it up. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, I, I yeah. know Shane was talking about it. Uh, they basically they let their uh, their wingers. Uh, head down the ice. They they get mm-hmm. they get to their transition game quick. So if you're not careful, uh, you're going to give up breakaways, which they did obviously in the third period. Um, so you, you you almost have to back off, which opens up space in the neutral zone, which creates a skating game, which Carolina's happy right. to play. You you and I have talked right. about this. Right. C- Carolina's good at that game, but Rod doesn't want them to play that game. Right, right. <laughs> he'd he'd yeah, much rather them play the game they played against Dallas than the game they played right. last night. Correct. Or tonight, yeah. Yeah, correct. I, I've always felt there's been a little bit of a disconnect between what they want to be and what they are. And I, But, you know, to that point, I think that they have played more to the identity that Rod wants them to be this year than, say, last year. Um, but I don't get nervous in games like this, but I don't remember the Florida games being like this, this year. I, I like, I mean, maybe there, are, there were elements of it. Um, 
But I, I remember them just being, you know, Florida being a little more of a thumpy team, you know, being a little more of a tough team for Carolina to play. Like, I don't remember it being three periods worth of just up and down hockey for the entire time. Well, maybe not, I mean, maybe not quite like that, but I mean, that's, I th- that's what tonight was. I mean, tonight was just the whole time. There was no let up in the game, zero let up. I mean, I, I spent so much time, you know, making, making notes for <laughs> goals. And then, you know, you turn around and there's another save that gets made. Yeah. Like, I feel like I had to peel myself away from my computer and wait for commercial breaks to try to catch up on stuff because if it wasn't a goal or a shot, it was a great save being made. Um, so it was awesome, man. I loved it. Loved every second of it. Yeah, it was, it, it was a fun game. They get the power play goal right away in the third period, the Vetrano penalty, which carried over. Uh, you know, sometimes fresh ice doesn't mean anything because, like, the last thing you really want is starting a period on a power play because, A, you don't have a lot of time left, basically half of it. Uh, and it's kind of hard to come out of the locker room and all of a sudden be gelling on a power play because you still you kind of mm-hmm. need to do that. Uh, but yeah. I mean, how many times this year have we seen essentially the same goal be scored? Hamilton at the top of the umbrella gets the mm-hmm. puck through. There's double net front with Trocheck in the high slot, stall in front, and it goes through. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. that's got to be like the I don't know fifth time, sixth time they've scored that way. Yeah. Well. Um... You know, the penalty, of course, <clears throat> was a makeup call at the end of the second. Um, and the goal was double karma. So this is this is the mystery we need to figure out tonight. Can you carry over a makeup call late, like till later in the game? You know, like say if they don't get that penalty in the second period, could it be called in the third period? Kind of like, let's say you don't take your breakfast ball. And then you arbitrarily on the 16th hole say, I didn't take my breakfast ball, so I'm going to take it right now, even though you're 16 holes in. Right. You know, like, does it work like that? Or if you get a goal after the refs screw you, like the Hurricanes did, does that negate the makeup call? I don't know, Adam. I just, I don't know. I need the people who are makeup call experts to tell me how this work, how karma and makeup calls factor. Do they negate? Do you get to keep the makeup call? I don't understand. See, here's the thing. It really flies in the face of logic because my understanding is that the entire league hates the Hurricanes. They mm-hmm. don't want Carolina to win. And right. therefore, everything that happens is basically either pure luck or divine intervention. Correct. Correct. So... And, you know, the Hurricanes ended up with four power plays tonight, two more than the other team, and Is they scored allowed? on two of them. Technically not. Technically not. Uh, I'd also like to point out that in the previous five games, power plays for the Hurricanes, 10 power plays for the other team, 11. Man. So, Gosh, yeah. it's, it's funny when facts get in the way. The refs really hate them. They do. They, the uh, really hate they hate them. Hate, and they and hate off. Yeah, and, you know, I could just see the refs going back into their dressing room after the second period like, dang, thought we got them there by blowing the whistle too early. Yeah, but, by the way, oh well, they I, scored. I got shouts to my man Colin uh, on, uh, on Twitter. I want to make sure I got the right. Yes, shouts to my man Colin. 
Uh, he's a listener so uh, to this podcast. So, uh, Colin, uh, appreciate you, man. I really do. Uh, what up, Colin? Hey, hey, Colin. Colin tried to tell me that it was not a penalty on Svechnikov in the first period. So, I don't know. Okay. It, I mean, looked well. to me like he got his, he got both arms up and he tried to finish uh, through Hornquist and uh, whatever. It's fine. I don't even care. Look, guys, I just wish he wouldn't take silly penalties. That's my problem with Svechnikov, not whether or not it was a questionable penalty, which I didn't think it was, but uh, we can all look at things maybe a little bit differently. But uh, he just has to stop doing dumb things. With that said, I kind of thought in the third period, we saw good Andrei Svechnikov. Uh, yeah, I agree. So, very I thought there was a lot of good Svechnikov tonight. Uh, you know, yeah, I, After the I, first period. What I was thinking of, excuse me, I'm grinding coffee for the morning. Excellent. Um, what are we grinding, by the way? I need the uh, I need the blend. Uh, I've got Pete's um, Major Dickinson's, I believe. Very nice. Yeah, Pete's, Pete's Major Dick Major Dickinson's. Pete's does good coffee. They do great coffee. My mom has been a Pete's um, person forever, and she's always had it delivered. So when I was back there last weekend, she gave me a pan of coffee. Oh, very nice. Uh, so I'm trying to get it ready. And, you know, it's, I like to set the preset, if I remember. Right. So that uh, when I wake up, it's, it's you know, I can wake up to the smell of coffee in my house. That is a great smell. Um, that is a great anyway, smell. Anyway, I thought that, uh, you know, when I was thinking about who I liked the most in the game, um, you know, I was thinking of Trocheck. I was thinking of... Uh, I was thinking of, of Stahl. I was thinking of Martinuk. I liked the trocheck Martinuk combination early in the game. Yep. You know? Oh, um, Martinuk so, had two or three really good chances early. Yeah. I mean, it felt like Trocek was just wanted him to score really bad. Um, so, you know, I liked him. I liked uh, I liked the third line, uh, the, the, the Stahl line. I thought, you know, Nino had a chance. Um, Fogel, I liked Fogel a lot tonight. I know he was on the ice for two of the goals, uh, two of the ones they gave up, but I don't think he was really a factor in either of those. Um, in fact, I gave Fogel a star tonight. Did we'll to you? In a, I did. Yeah. You. That, um, that's a, that's an indie an indie band star for Warren. Fogel. It is. It is. It's an indie band star for sure. Um, you know, and I thought that that top line was somewhat non-existent compared to the other two the first couple periods um but then i thought they were really good i thought at the end of the game you could have given could have given aho a star if yep. you wanted to um you know what Ajo i did I tonight thought, i i thought svechnikov was good yeah i mean besides the penalty i thought he was mostly good i agree and uh jesper faust was as well even though he didn't elevate that puck on a great feed from svechnikov yeah you know that 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 i think that puck was a little more difficult to elevate okay i i, I think that the puck was it, 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 first of all, it was saucered a little bit and then it came off a stick in front. Um, whoever was defending that pass from, from, uh, who was it? Spetch that threw the pass. Yes. Um, yeah, I think it, I think it, it kind of deflected up off a stick. So I think it was a little okay. hard to handle. I won't be so hard on Jesper Faust. Yeah. Uh, but you know who else was quiet tonight? The, uh, Natchez. The- well, well, Natchez was, but the Jonathan Huberto line was quiet yeah. tonight. And that was Aho, Svechnikov, and Faust had them basically all night long. Uh, and they left Stahl to deal with uh, Barkov's True. line. Barkov was so freaking good tonight. Gosh, yeah, he was. 
I mean, they've uh, look, I love that team. I've been saying it all year, how much fun they are to watch. So uh, do I. Barkoff is great. And uh, in the preview that I wrote today, to me, the difference is not that Barkoff and Huberto are great because they are. Uh, but Carter Verhage as a free agent has been excellent. Uh, you've got um, uh, Vetrano has kind of come into his own. And Hornquist, Hornquist is just a fun player to watch. He's exa- I'd love for the Hurricanes to add somebody like Patrick Hornquist, but there's only one of that dude in the, in the <laughs> league. He is, ju- he is a dynamite player. Uh, and he actually figured into uh, a Hurricanes goal uh, tonight. Yeah. Not that he did anything wrong, but we'll uh, we'll get to that in a second. Um, but uh, you know, actually, let me just bring these up right now. Both empty net goals had stuff to really like because yeah. Stahl fought through Hornquist to get the first one, and then Svechnikov laid Barkov out, uh, freeing up yeah. Aho to get the puck in the second one. Yeah, and you know Warren Fogel had a you know took the before he got at the stall, um, you know took the puck in the neutral zone yep. there. Uh, Warren had a couple of nice passes tonight that I thought he was gonna thought somebody was gonna score on. He's been a good player, really, probably for the last ooh three weeks. I think. Yeah, Even, I thought he was one of the better players through the first couple of periods. Yeah, I mean, again, you and I talked after too. I didn't hate Carolina at all. There's, it was just no. it, with the style of game was just lending itself to chances. Um, how who had the first? I guess I don't know if it was a breakaway or not, but who had the first golden chance against Morazic after it was two two? I know Achari had the breakaway after on the uh, when Flurry yeah. shot got blocked and Vetrano had the had the rebound attempt there that Morazic got yeah. both of those. But who had the first essentially breakaway? Um, Marchment had one. Oh right, yes. Yes. Yeah. Mason Marshman. There were there were basic there were yeah there were two in a row basically there was Marchman and then there was the uh, Achari try with the Vetrano rebound after that and and then uh, about a minute later uh, Barkov was camped out in the slot and the pass came from behind the goal right to right to him and Morazic was there he was really good tonight. Yeah, I think he was better tonight than he was the other night in the shutout. So did I. Uh, and he, he, I mean, he had to make so many more difficult saves. Um, you know, this was going to be, this This was on its way to being a game where if Morazic doesn't come up with a bunch of great saves, they would have been through no fault of his own for the most part. And we would have been talking about how crappy this defense is. I mean, we would have been in a completely different place about the game. Uh, but Morozik was awesome tonight. I mean, he, he made a ton of great saves, but he also, he also swallowed some pucks too, that I thought were tough to swallow. Yeah. There weren't rebounds really weren't rebounds except on that Achari shot. I mean, there really weren't a lot of chances uh, after uh, the initial shot. There were a lot of good chances though. Uh, Florida's first four shots in the period, in the third period, were high danger chances. <laughs> I didn't look at the final number at the end of the game. Do you know what it is? Uh, high danger was 16-15 in favor of Carolina. Yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty even. Most of the numbers were pretty even. Yeah. Um, I also like the fact that Carolina had like 35 hits again. Where is this coming from? <laughs> uh, yeah, they needed it. I thought they needed to play that Yeah. Way. I mean, that's yeah, it. Yeah, for you sure. You have to do that against Florida. And Florida had a bunch of hits too. Uh, again, I... 
it's very likely. I still think Tampa's the best team, um, at least in the uh, in the division. I don't know if anybody's better than Colorado. They are on one right now, the Avalanche. Um, yeah. But, well, I mean, Florida had won six in a row Yeah, coming into today. Um, and, you know, huge win because Florida, they have, you know, the Canes have two games in hand yeah. against Florida. Tampa lost tonight. Wow. Back-to-back so, losses, Detroit and Columbus. Columbus, yeah. The two worst teams right now in the league. Columbus has fallen apart, but, you know, they won a game. So... They're yeah. not incapable. And I don't think but Detroit's it, incapable either, by the way. But. Big night to win, though. Oh, huge. For the Hurricanes. So, yeah, I, I mentioned the standings earlier. Florida, 56 points. Uh, Carolina, 55. Tampa, 54. But Carolina's got two games in hand on the Panthers and one on Tampa. Uh, and uh, a big game uh, coming up on Thursday against the Panthers. 4-0-1 against Florida so far this season. Yeah. That's I cool. like it. That's cool. And I like Florida. I mean, as much as you and I have sung the praises of Florida and you know, they, they don't have that flad now. Um, yeah, they have to add a defenseman. Yeah. Um, you know, their, their defense was already a little suspect even with that flad. Yeah. Good. Just not good enough. I yeah. think, uh, yeah. but the, like, I think their goaltending is really good. Uh, Bobrovsky yeah. has played really well. The only goal that was really a bad goal uh, was the the stall goal that made it three two? That that puck just can't leak through you. Uh, yeah. And then the uh, the defense kind of uh, kicked it in uh, after that. But all right, whip out your stars for me, Alec Campbell. All right. So I did give Warren Fogle one. I, I think you could have given a bunch of guys sure. some. I considered giving one to Sebastian Aho. Nice. Um, also receiving know, votes, uh, is Sebastian yeah. Aho. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Stahl, I did not give one to Jordan Stahl. I thought he could have had one, too. Sure. Um, but I gave Warren Fogle the third star. I gave Peter Morozik the second star, and I gave Vincent Trocek the first star. Uh, this is this snaps a streak of like four games in a row uh, where we have the same three players. We do not have the same three players, um, yeah. although we have two of them. Uh, I gave Trocek my third star. Um, mm-hmm. I gave Jordan Stahl my second star. I thought yeah. Stahl's third period was next level uh, get off my lawn. And <laughs> Mrazek, to me, was the best player tonight. Yeah, I don't know. I won't quibble with any of those. Um, you know, Fogel was probably a little bit of a reach, but I think I just got a little bit enamored with some of the play early. Um but it probably as a, I don't know, probably as a complete game, maybe maybe it wasn't there. I don't know. But I guess, I, I, you know, I think Ajo showed up a little later in the game. Yeah. I think Stahl showed up a little later in the game. So, I don't know. Um, I, I, I agree. I, I agree, which is why uh, it, but Trocek was probably the best from start to finish. Yeah, I agree. But I agree with that. Stahl's, or Peter. Well, I was just talking about skaters. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, they lose the game if it's not for Mrazek. It's a loss. Yeah. It's an absolute. That to me, that's how you. That's how you judge the first star. Uh, it's sort of like the MVP. Without this guy, what happens? And mm-hmm. like, now I'm not saying that Nedeljkovic or Reimer couldn't have made those saves, but Peter played and he did make those saves. Uh, they lose the game. And Florida, Florida could have had. Uh, it could have been 5-2 very easily 
uh, with yeah. the way uh, what Morazic had to do tonight. And again, Bobrovsky was good too. Bobrovsky had the one bad goal, but I uh, thought he was outstanding. But uh, Peter was so dynamite. Uh, and it, to me, Jordan Stahl just played a monster third period. Uh, and, um, you know, the, the goal, the net front, I kind of give him the most credit for that goal because I think his net front right in front of Bobrovsky really bothered him the most. How did that, like, so, that puck changed direction, it looked like, twice on the yeah. way through Bobrovsky? Yeah, but, you know, Trocek said he didn't even touch it. So did it hit Florida, two Florida players? I guess. I mean, he he said it was he said it was Dougie's goal after the game. Okay, they changed so, it. <laughs> they did change it. Oh yeah, we, they gave it to Hamilton. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. Trocheck said I didn't touch it. Okay, so <laughs> it changed direction twice. Yeah, your your guess is as good as mine. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was that was a good game, good win. Uh, thought they played really well. Go. Loved the third period. Wow. Uh, and uh, I'm not as negative as some people think. Look, no, it's three two, it's three two, and there were like four attempts to get the puck out of the zone, with like three minutes left or two minutes left, whatever it was, and they couldn't do it, and they kept farting around with the puck. Uh, and I just tweet out like, you know what? You know it would be really good right now, getting the puck out of the zone. That would be helpful. Yeah. And now I'm negative. Yeah, Anna. <laughs> who's allowed to be negative and who's not? Cause like there's this, like, and I don't even view anything as negative. I've said this in the past. Like at no point do I ever sit down and like come on this podcast and think, how can I be negative or how can I be positive? It just comes naturally just, to us. Well, that's, that's true. That's true. Um, but you know, it's like this tribal thing where it's like, you know, you know, I can say, you know, you know, or I can say things about my best friend, but you can't, even if they're true right. type thing, you know, because he's my best friend. So I can be, you know, and it's like, I don't understand. Like, how did I get excluded from that? Like, what did I do? Like, how did, how do you get in first of all? And how did I already get kicked out when I was never in? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, all right. Final thing. Who are you starting in goal Thursday? It's a great question. Thank I you. think I'm going. I think I'm going with Ned. Honestly, I mean, well, here's a well. You know, now that I'm thinking about this out loud, I wonder if you don't go. Man, it's so tough. I was gonna say, I wonder if you don't go Reimer and then Ned. But at that point, you've had Peter out for two games, and I don't think that's gonna happen. So I go Ned. I go Ned. I want to but run. Does that Pe- mean- I want to run Peter back out there. Does okay. Well, I mean, you, you know, you get a day day between. Yeah. So he's fine. Run Peter um, back out there, man. You know, Rod's talking about he needs to get his game conditioning up. I'd be fine with that if they did that, but I don't think they're going to do that. I agree. I think they're going to go with. I think they're going to go with someone else. And if I have to make a choice on it, I say Ned. But now my question is: Is Peter your backup then? No, I think if uh, if Peter's not playing, he's not playing. Okay. If Peter's not playing, it's uh, uh, in it's my Reimer. opinion, I think Reimer's going to be the backup more more often than not. Um, but yeah, I, to me, the the goaltender in the next game, if it's not Peter, that's going to be the social experiment of the uh, of the rest of the season. I think we're going to find out 
where Rod is probably headed if he's if it's not Peter on Thursday. If it's Reimer, I think it's telling us that as good as Ned's been, that Rod's going to ride Peter, and he thinks that Reimer is the better option to be the sporadic goalie. And if he goes with Ned, then we'll probably won't see him play Peter as much um, and basically just keep him maybe two out of every three, maybe three out of every five. And then when uh, when we get to the playoffs, it'll be all Peter. Um, but yeah. it'll be Peter and Ned the rest of the way, probably a 60-40 split. Uh, but if it's Reimer, uh, then I think that tells us. Well, I don't know why I'm reading into so many things. Maybe be, maybe it's because we have to. We have to fill well, three hours of a radio show. Wait, no, that's a different topic altogether. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you could talk yourself into any number of scenarios in this case. Um, so we'll see what happens. You know, one of them could suck, too. You know, like uh, Ned could play on Thursday and he could really suck. And that would change the way we look at all of it. So, I agree. I agree. And it's uh, it just like today was a big game. Thursday's a big game, too. And yeah, it's a four, they're four, all big games. They are, but this is a, these are four-point games. with the, the teams you're competing with for, you know, you're jockeying yeah. for position. Like, I'm not saying that losing a game to Detroit isn't, is okay. It's not. Right. Uh, but when you're playing against Florida – you know, the points, you know, like tonight is so big because Florida gets nothing out of tonight. Right. Nothing. Right. So, no, the, the Hurricanes picked up ground tonight. Oh, huge. You know, Tampa huge. lost, Florida loses, you get a win, games in hand, and as you always say, they don't matter unless you win them. Yep. So they won them. Um, you know, and it was a playoff-like game. So they're all <laughs> playoff-like games. I'm waiting. We're, we're, we're already in the playoffs. <laughs> I want to um, ask, I want somebody, I won't do this. I want somebody in the postseason to say, this game feel like a regular season game. To you? Yeah, right. right. <laughs> did this playoff, ha- did this playoff game have a playoff feel <laughs> or did it feel more regular season? Oh my gosh. You know what? I, I promised myself I would ask you, but I want, this I, is, this <laughs> is the, the, the type of thing we do where we've forgotten what a playoff game feels like. And we were so thirsty for it that we, we want to make these games like the playoffs. Uh, and, you know, I think right now it's easy for guys to be like, yeah. And, and, I, and I don't think anyone's really been that definitive about it. Like, I think all the guys have been asked about it. They're like, yeah, you know, kind of. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's easy to say that when the playoffs, you're so far removed from it. So when it comes back around and you really see, you know, how the playoffs feel, we're all going to realize, like, nah, none of those games a month and a half ago felt like playoff games. You know why it's not These a playoff feel game? feel like playoff games. Because it doesn't, I mean, it, you, it, you hate to lose, but it's not earth-shattering when right. you lose. You lose a playoff right. game, you feel like a little part of your soul is gone. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, there's just too much finality, uh, yeah. in a, uh, no, it's, in a but it's, 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 it's just like when the hurricanes weren't winning and, you know, people wanted to polish turds all the time <laughs> because they forgot what winning felt like. I hope they use, uh, uh, our turd polish. 
They should. They, they should don't. use our turd polish. So, so now it's like this team's winning, and I'd, I'd, I'd ask those same people to reflect on those years of losing. You know, this is what winning feels like. Right. This is what a good team looks like, right? All those times when it, you know, again, people were mad about the negativity. Yeah, it's because they were bad. They weren't very good. So now, and it's easy to to forget what winning hockey feels like when you've gone so long without it. And so I think it's a similar thing with all this, these playoff feel things. It's like, nah, you guys are going to get to the playoffs and you're going to realize two months ago, that wasn't playoff hockey. <laughs> right. That was regular season hockey. That's what this is. Good regular season hockey, but regular yeah. season hockey nonetheless. Uh, and I think part of the reason also that I, I, can, I can tend to be critical is that I think we all agree that this team has a chance to win it. Yes. And if, if, you, if we all agree that this team has a chance to win it, then it's time to treat this team accordingly and hold it to a standard. So right. when they don't play to that standard, it's, you know, it, they deserve well, criticism. Right. That's well, you do, you, you do a disservice to playoff hockey, or in the example I gave, you do a disservice to good hockey when you call bad hockey good hockey or you call regular season hockey playoff hockey. That's that's my problem with it all, is that it it does uh, it you know what you know once it comes around to to, to to playoff hockey, I mean then what? And we've now we've 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 completely uh, you know uh, neutered the feeling, right? We're, we're we're you know it's it's not worth as much anymore. So you know this, we don't need to get ahead of ourselves. We can enjoy the ride. So it's, it's a good season so far. Eighteen games great, left. It's a great win. Yeah, eighteen games left. It's going to be a hell of a finish. You know, every day when I sit down to do my prep, I, I, I feel the grind. <laughs> it's going to be a grind. Yep. But it could be awesome. Yeah. It could be awesome. We we could have another three months of this. Yeah, we could. You ready for another we three could. months of this? <sighs> No, but yes. Uh, yes. Uh, but I think, like, uh, well, I guess during the playoffs, it doesn't really loosen up as really? much in terms of the scheduling. But. No, it doesn't. It's uh, it, sh- it should be basically the same. One quick thing before we say goodbye. Um, I felt when it came to an end in the summer, like in September, it mm-hmm. felt too fast to me. Right? Mm-hmm. Like they came back, they swept the Rangers. They played the one crappy game against the Capitals. They swept the Rangers. Then they played Boston. We had the game that never happened, which was still maybe the best morning after podcast we ever did. 35 minutes on nothing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, And then, uh, and then they were done in five games to Boston. We were finished. I'm like, what? That's it. We came back, they played, what, nine games. That was nine it. Nine games, yep. Yep. And I wasn't, that That was too fast. I'm okay I'm okay with a, with a long run here. I'm okay with a long run here. Because it'll be fun, uh, you know, as long as there is. And the more fun Listen, we have, the better it is. 
Well, the thing is, is that I feel like we have a, a real legit, like legitimate chance. Um, I, you know, I don't know that the Hurricanes are the best team. Um, I, I, I don't know that they have the best chance to win a cup, but they got a chance. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, absolutely. So, it, you know, it, it could be a long run. So we, we definitely need to strap in for that. That's why I want to see him add. I want to see him add a couple of pieces between now and Monday at three o'clock. Agreed. I want to see him add yep. a defenseman. I want to see him add another forward. We don't know if Tavo Teravine is coming back. Tavo, if Teravine doesn't come back, they're definitely a forward short. And even if he comes back, I think they might be a forward short. Uh, they're not adding a goaltender. I read today again, Don Waddell, well, we might use a goaltender to get a piece. Nah, you're not. You're not. I don't think they're trading Nedeljkovic, which means you're not You're not trading. You're not going to get anything for James Reimer. You get a fourth-round pick at best for James Reimer. Just keep him on your bench. Uh, let it, no. You need insurance just in case. With COVID, you see what's happening in Vancouver, right? Yeah. The whole freaking team got it, basically. Yeah. And, and not only that, but they're legitimately sick. So yeah. even when those guys come back, what are they going to be? Can you imagine if you have COVID issues? Because, um, I mean, we the Hurricanes only had like five guys get it. That doesn't mean that they can't have another rash here. All of a sudden, right. you wake up tomorrow and six guys test positive. Like that could, yeah, that, well, I, that's around every corner. I mean, Rick Bonus, I don't know what the, the latest is on what his. Yeah, he's still in the protocol. He had, to, he had to leave the game the other yeah. night, which means that potentially his players could have it, which means potentially the, the, the Hurricanes could have it. Yep. I mean, who who knows what could happen? I mean, you could run into it at any point. But you know, the, the goaltender. First of all, you, you need the three. I yes. Um, you're not going to get much for Reimer. Ned could be one of your goaltenders of the future. So it's. I think it'll be unless someone comes with a king's ransom, who needs it. Then I wouldn't do it. Yeah, and I don't think anybody's going to do that for Nadelkovich. So you're you're in a pretty you're in a pretty fortuitous situation. Just roll with your um, guys, man. Roll with your team. Right. Add. So, you, you don't have to add anybody major. Just add to add, add a good top, a solid middle six forward. And uh, again, I've said this before. I really like Sam Bennett from Calgary. Um, I think he would fit in beautifully. Hell, I know Kyle Palmieri was pulled from the lineup. I don't think Carolina is going to want to give New Jersey what they'll get for Kyle Palmieri, but I'd put him on the ice in a minute. In a minute, yeah, sure. I would put Kyle Palmieri on the ice. That's a guy who can play in your – hell, he could play on your top line. Uh, he's such a good player. Um, he's probably more of a middle six guy, but he could play on your top line. Uh, so I'd do that in a minute, and I'd go. Uh, I'd go find myself a defenseman who might be able to play uh, eighteen to twenty minutes if need be, uh, and and give yourself five legitimate NHL defensemen uh, who can play defense. Because we get into the playoffs, and I've I don't know how many times in a row I've said this now. Uh, Hayden Flurry and Jake Bean, Rod Brindamore is gonna he's gonna destroy Gum in the third period and and in <laughs> overtime. Gum has no chance against Rod if those guys are on the ice. So, uh, on that note, I hope your coffee is wonderful in the morning, and I will see you later. Thanks, man. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And that puts a wrap on it.
I tried to I tried to put a wrap on it 15 minutes ago. I hope you guys had uh, had a lot of extra walking to do, whether it's with the dog, with your uh, self. I don't know. Maybe a little extra on the treadmill. Don't know what you do when you're listening to the Canes Corner Podcast, which is brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Siding, roofing, windows, entry doors, storm doors, gutter helmets, they've got it all plus the best customer service in the industry on Hamlin Road in Durham, online at AluminumCompany.com. Canes, Panthers, Thursday, game six in this season series. Hurricanes are 4-0-1 against the Panthers. It's going to be fun again on Thursday. We'll talk to you then. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast.